Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continue yep. in some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great Luke, You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life. Nope. So many secrets in the vault. Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my. Yep. Do we follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. never gonna win, nope. trying to make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trotting, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yep.
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Satan to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Good morning. Yahweh Bahasham, Yahweh Shabrak. Thumb. To the 12 tribes worldwide greeting welcome to another podcast of isbhbk presents bible talk at the israelite school of biblical history and practical knowledge with school locations in san antonio texas headed up by the brother um one Iyer, um and the brother sham swan Dawiyad, and yahweh ab here in san antonio texas in houston uh we have a, a, a school headed up by the brother and the brother Lachwa Rob there in Houston. It was an outstanding work there in Houston. Then in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, you, you, we got, uh, I don't even know what to call this brother besides awesome. We have uh, Kazakia. Uh, Kazakia and the brother uh, Arya uh, are out there in Norfolk, Virginia holding it down, doing an outstanding job, as well as um, uh, the camp in Rochester, New York, being handed up by the brother Zion Allah. These brothers are doing some great outstanding work in, in, in the vineyard of the Most High and in, in, in waking up uh, the 12 lost tribes of the nation of Israel and bringing them back to not only their identity, um, which is the main thing right now, um, waking up the 12 tribes of Israel to their identity and to what righteousness is, um, preparing for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, the last Redeemer, the last Savior, the last Judge. Um, that God's going to send to deliver the Israelites out of the final last captivity uh, that was prophesied in the book of Daniel, prophesied through Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Ezra, um, Micah, Zechariah, going all the way back to Genesis, um, uh, the birth of Jacob and Esau, uh, going through the beginning um, with the, uh, uh, the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman, uh, that seed of the woman being Christ himself, uh, is, going to, is going to bring the victory. He's going, to, he's going to bring the Israelites, who, the, um, God's people, back to God. Um, and that's what we're waiting on. So as, as, we, as you see our ministries, uh, we invite you to please check out uh, ISBHBK on YouTube, ISBHBK channels on YouTube. That's ISBHBK San Antonio, ISBHBK Houston, ISBHBK Norfolk. Um, please go ahead and check us out. Um, uh, the information and the things that brothers going over is from years and years and years of, of biblical study and research and archaeology. Um, uh, check it out. Check it out. Um, one reason that, that going back to a little side note here, our, the original name of, of the school, not the ones here in San Antonio or Houston or, or Norfolk, but our original school coming out of New, Harlem, New York, was the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge. Now, started by the brothers Abba Bivens, Yaquab, uh, Arya, and Masha um, back in the 60s. Uh, and they, named it, they did name it the Israeli school um, uh, because they, they, were, they, 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 they were a branch off of 
um, a group called the Commandment Keepers. The Commandment Keepers were black Jews that were, were more so practicing more like um, Judaism. Um, they, they were confessed Jews, but it was more so under the theology or the religion of Judaism um, that they pretty much rejected um, uh, the Baptist Church, the Methodist Church, the Episcopalian Church, um, modern Christianity um, and, and that was brought over um, by Chris Columbus and, and Merton Incorporated and the Pilgrims and the Conquistadors or what have you, that there was a real rejection of Christianity when looking at how so-called white people had the Bible in one hand and either a bullwhip or a gun, a Gatlin gun, or, or some, some, some tool of violence in the other hand, and that, and that they used their form of religion, their form of Christianity to take the land and enslave people, and then uh, talk to them about uh, the kingdom of heaven, talk to them about uh, when they die, they can finally enjoy some luxury or enjoy um, not only just luxuries, and enjoy humanity, but it would be in heaven. And again, uh, while the white man would have the Bible in one hand, uh, and again, some type of tool of violence in the other hand, a lot, a lot of slaves uh, during that time uh, of, of the beginning of the awakening, uh, they rejected uh, uh, religion from what the white man was teaching. So you had these brothers uh, started in, 18, in the 1840s like, with, uh, uh, I believe it was um, F.M. Crowley, um, and started who was called the Commandment Keepers. Um, and it was more so from a, a theological, religious Judaism as, as, as handed down by the so-called, still, again, by the so-called white man, Jewish people, who actually funded the slave ships <laughs> to bring the slaves from, from West Africa uh, over to the Americas. But they, they, they were practicing Judaism and calling themselves black Jews. A lot of people might be familiar with uh, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Samuel Davis Jr. was 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 um, called himself a, a black Jew or Jewish. Um, Sherman Hemsley from the Jeffersons also called himself a, a, a black Jew um, or, or, or Jewish. But that was uh, following the religion of Judaism as as practiced by white Jewish people in the synagogues or what have you. So when Abba Bibbins and um, Yaquab and Ariane Masha did start the, the school at One West 125th Street. Um, they did come to the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge. Um, not, not at the time, not knowing that Israeli still referred to Jewish people uh, as far as the white man's religion or what have you, but the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge that in trying to get away from looking at the Bible as a religious book, as a book of religion that was used to hold back, keep down, and enslave people when you actually look up the word religion. The word religion comes from the, from the Greek word religio, which means to hold back, keep down, and restrain. That the elders were, were trying to, you know, we're not dealing with religion. That if you look at the Israelites in the Bible, Moses didn't lead a religion out of Egypt by the hand of God. He led people. He led a nation, the nation of Israel. He led the children of Israel understanding that Israel was an actual man whose name was first Jacob and that he had actual 12 sons. 
And these 12 sons were known as the children, the, the children of Israel, and then all their descendants were known as the children of Israel, which became the nation of Israel um, by blood. This was an actual family tree. Um, and that Israel, whose name was first Jacob, was the son of a man named Isaac. And Isaac was the son of a man named Abraham. That this wasn't a religion that was handed down or that was given or established. It was actual people. And Moses led that nation of people, that nation of Israelites, out of Egypt uh, under the security and protection and the hand of, and direction of the hand of God. So he didn't never give – God never gave the Israelites a religion. They were, they were a nation. He gave them a constitution. He gave them laws, statutes, commandments uh, to live by. He gave them a heritage. He gave them a culture as he led them out of, out of Egypt, the 40 years in the wilderness, and then bringing the Israelites into the promised land. And he gave them laws to live by. He gave us laws to live by, not a religion. So, when again, when the elders started the school, uh, it was called the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge, that the Bible was, was is practical knowledge, and that it's not a church, but it is a school, that you come in here to, to actually learn like you would a school, like a, a, a university, a college, that you come into a school to learn practical knowledge, not religion, because the laws of God can be practiced. The laws of God can be actually put into effect. It's not a religion. We're not dealing with the, the opinions of the Baptist religion, the opinions of the Methodist religion, even though we do believe in Christ. And that was the, the, that was the difference uh, when the elders did start the school, the Israeli school of universal practical knowledge, that, yes, Christ is real. Christ is an actual um, um, historical figure. He is an Israelite. And contrary to what had been taught since um, Michelangelo first uh, painted the, the painting of Caesar Borgia back in the 1450s, Jesus Christ was not a white man, but Jesus Christ is actually a black man. Through biblical research and through archaeological research, that, yes, Jesus Christ is black. And, yes, the actual Jews of the Bible are black, and that the people who came around slave ships, as well as the people who were in, enslaved um, and colonized uh, here in the Americas are actually Israelites. They're actually the descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. So, hence, um, the name of the school was the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge. Practical. It can be put into practice. It can be used. It can be applied. The laws of God, just like uh, uh, the Constitution is practical for, for Americans, the laws of God are practical. They can be put into effect. They, they, they're, they're, they're applicable. They work, and not as a religion. That the, When the Constitution is being put together, the laws of the Constitution of America had nothing to do with people's emotions, had nothing to do with people's opinions, but how to run a society. Uh, uh, as far as morally, civilly, um, uh, moral, civil, dietary, or ceremonial laws, that that's what God handed down to the Israelites. It was practical knowledge. So the elders that first named the school, again, the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge. Uh, then over time, uh, uh, the Chinese tax breaks, they did call themselves the Israeli Church, the Israelite Church, the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge. And understanding that Israeli refers to modern-day people of Israel, and Israelite 
refers to the ancient people's uh, actual descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there was a change in the name of the school to the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, and then it became the um, Israelite Church of Universal Practical Knowledge, and trying to uh, 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 be more in league and more, and more in line with uh, some of the wording of the Bible. So uh, today, uh, the, the branch of network that we're dealing with here uh, with the ISBHPK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, is that in one stay true to the elements of, of what was originally established. Um, because the, the, the school name at, uh, in Harlem got changed several different times. From the, it started as the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge to the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge to the uh, Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. The ICGJC, Israelite Church of, of God and Jesus Christ. It went through several, several changes and, and, and several leaderships. <clears throat> so uh, I just want to kind of keep true to our teaching and, 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 and what we do teach. Uh, we, we came up with the name, the, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, right about, about 10 years ago, 10, 11, 10, 11 years ago, um, as we was doing um, um, uh, seminars in Atlanta, the Brother Kazak was doing seminars in, 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 in Houston and in the Denver area. Uh, and to put a flyer together, we decided, uh, it was said, cool, let's be the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, because that's really what we're dealing with, that we do teach biblical history, uh, the biblical history of the Israelites, and practical knowledge that, again, is not a religion. We're not, we're not God never gave man religion. And on that note, real quick, Let's go to, come on, all right. Let's look at Psalms. I'm going to start Psalms, uh, the, the 105th Psalms, the 105th Psalms, I'm going to start at verse 1. The 105th Psalms, I'm starting verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. And cool, and, and this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to give thanks to the Lord as we call upon his name um, and make known his deeds among the people. Verse 2, sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Take ye all, um, talk ye all of his wondrous works. Let me do this real quick here. Uh, verse 3, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of, of, of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Verse 4, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. So, again, this, this, this is a cry out and a plea from David uh, to, to the Israelites to not forget the works of God. and that, that's why it's important that we read the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Apocrypha, so we can get the complete works of God. Not just starting with the New Testament, but again from modern, more, more modern religion. And when I say modern, I'm talking about as far as from the from the arrival of white people to the Americas and the colonizing of the Americas, and and the subsequent transatlantic slave trade, 
where we were only taught the white man's version of religion, which mainly dealt with just the New Testament, uh, particularly with the servants obey your masters. That was things that were held on to heavily, but not getting the full history, the full understanding of the Bible, but just from the, uh, the white man's perspective that he taught for well over 400 years, um, his religion, whether it was Catholicism, whether it was Protestant, whether it was Methodist, Episcopalian, even from the AME Church, the American Methodist Episcopalian Church, it was still from the, from the perspective established by white people, but not from a biblical perspective, not from God's perspective. So it's saying, remember the works of God. Remember what he's done. But if you don't know the Old Testament and study the history of the Old Testament, how can you remember the works of God? You you won't. Um, so reading on, Psalm 71, 5, verse 5. Remember his marvelous works uh, that he had done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Verse 6. And it, it, one thing I want to point out, God always tell you, tells you who he's talking to. He always addresses who he's speaking to. Um, reading on, oh, oh, ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. And this is something we can't get around. And that's not, this ain't a religion that we're dealing with in, in this right here. It's stating some facts. Who is, who is this addressing that needs to be talking about the works of God and, and his, his, his wonderful judgments and the things that he's done? The seed of Abraham, his servant, and even more specifically, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. Reading on, verse 7, he is the Lord, our, his judgments are in all the earth. He, and we can go through all, all the earth and see where God has judged the other nations when they had the Israelites in captivity because the Israelites sinned. We can see God's judgments all over the earth. Verse 8, he has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, not the religion, but his covenant and his word that God commanded to a thousand generations. Verse 9, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac. So God made a, a promise or a contract with Abraham. God made an oath to Isaac, um, Abraham's son. And then in verse 10, Psalms 25, verse 10, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law. And he confirmed it, that the covenant and the oath they made with Abraham and Isaac he then came back and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law. He gave Jacob a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. So when we come back and look at this, God never gave man or he never gave the Israelites. He never gave us religion. He gave us his laws, statutes, commandments, and judgments. He never gave us religion. So and when we go to Psalm chapter one, uh, 78, Psalm chapter 78, And verse 5. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 1 again. Psalm 770, I'm sorry, verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I, again, when we ask you to come back and ask you to read the Bible, I mean, it, it's very specific. It, it, it's not vague. Um, and, 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 Really, it's not open to anybody's interpretation or opinion. Again, Psalm chapter 78, verse 1. Give ear, on my people, to my law. Law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. 
I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. If we understand what's being said here, he's, he's tell, in speaking to the Israelites, God's people, give ear to the law. Give ear to the words of my mouth. God will open, open his mouth in a parable and will utter dark sayings of old. If we don't go look at the Old Testament or study the Old Testament, then there's going to be a lot of parables that are going to go right over our head. We have no clue. And then somebody with a slick tongue, somebody with, with, with uh, charismatic words will come and say, well, this is what the Bible means. And they'll give their interpretation. And, and depending on how charismatic they come across, if you like the person or not, you'll go with that. That's how religions get started. Brother and sisters, that's why, again, I'm not going to go all deep into it today, but just do a Google search on how many Christian religions are there in the world today. Not religions, just Christian religions. And the last time I checked, there was over 40,000 different Christian religions, Christian denominations. They're all 40,000 different ones that, that claim they believe in Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. There's only one Bible. There's only one Christ. How do we get 40,000 different, not different just buildings, different denominations, 40,000 different Christian denominations? That's only because people want to follow opinion. That, well, we think it should be this way. Well, we think we should be this way. Well, we're going to branch off and we, we're going to do it this way. Well, we're going to do it that way. But ain't nobody just going back to what's the law of God. And the law of God is not open to nobody's private interpretation. Reading on, reading on. Psalm 770, I'm going to read verse 3 again. It says, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. Verse 4, we will not hide them from their children. Hide what? The parables, the laws. We're not supposed to hide them from our children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. What were some of the wonderful works that God has done? Let's go all the way back to, to the Passover. Let's go back to the ten plagues that God uh, uh, um, uh, put upon the Egyptians to free and to release and um, the the Israelites from the slavery that they were under under the Egyptians. Let's remember those marvelous works that God did, and God destroyed another nation to free the Israelites. God fed the Israelites, and we're going to talk about wonderful works. God gave, fed the Israelites with manna from heaven. God gave the Israelites water water from a rock twice. God fed the Israelites quail until it was coming out of our noses. God gave us the, 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 the gave us, we, we reclaimed the land that was given to Abraham that the Canaanites came and took over. We came and reclaimed it. God reclaimed it and gave it to us, the Israelites. Go, let's talk about the wonderful works that he has done. For who? The nation of Israel. Verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. I mean, again, when we just, I don't want to get sarcastic. I really don't want that, that to be the thing that comes across, and not everybody doesn't want to read the Bible no more because Mashiach is sarcastic. But, I mean, what else did it say? For he established a testimony in Jacob. What's a testimony? If you go to a, uh, in court and the eyewitness is called upon to un- understand, what does the eyewitness give? He gives his testimony. He is a testimony of the things that he saw. He, he, he stands up 
And before he, he sits down, he has to put his hand on the Bible or raise his right hand and affirm or swear. You spread it to the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth to help you God. Do, 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 do you, do you um, uh, affirm that the words you're about to say are the truth? I do. So a testimony is, is, is an eyewitness account. You, you're you're going to give what you saw. So it says, for he established a testimony in for the works that God did for the nation of Israel. That was supposed to be the testimony for Jacob to talk about, all the wonders that God did to establish the nation of Israel. From when we came out of Egypt all the way up to present times, what God has done for the nation of Israel, the Israelites, the 12 tribes, not the, the land right now. I'm talking about the 12 tribes that the land got its name from. Remember, in biblical times, the land got its name from the people, not the people from the land. So, again, Psalm chapter 78, verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known unto their children. Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which shall be born, who should arise and declare them unto their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. I mean, to come back now and actually understand the Bible is practical knowledge. It's not dealing with a religion. It's the story of how God has dealt with the Israelites. Here, here's the Bible in a, in a nutshell. From Genesis chapter 1 through Genesis chapter... From Genesis chapter 1 through Genesis chapter 11, we have how God created everything, how God and the angels created everything. And then we have... Um, uh, from Adam to Noah, then we have the destruction of of, of of mankind, and then we have the repopulating of the earth from Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, or, or the three branches of, of humanity, which the world today would call um, uh, Negroid, Cogazoid, or, or Mongoloid. But the Bible says either you came out of Shem, you came out of Ham, you came out of Japheth. Then we read from Genesis chapter 10 and, and 11, uh, we get down to the birth of Abraham. Uh, from from Shem, from Noah to Shem, and then from Shem to, to Abraham. Then from Abraham uh, in Genesis chapter 11 through Genesis chapter 17, we have uh, the Shabbos of Abraham coming out of Ur of the Chaldees, which was up near Babylon, uh, modern day Iran, Iraq, uh, coming down and settling into the promised land, or coming into the promised land. Uh, God may establish a covenant with him. Um, uh, God established a covenant with him, and uh, then we read about uh, Abraham's seed, Abraham um, uh, from the birth of Ishmael, who became the father uh, of the so-called Arabs. Um, then we have the birth of Isaac, uh, the, the chosen, the promised one, the prophesied one. Um, uh, and we have from Genesis chapter 17 and 18, that's where we have the birth of Isaac. Then we read about um, uh, Abraham's uh, nephew, uh, Lot. Uh, being at Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, Lot being saved, and then Lot, um, his daughters believing that they were the last three people alive on the earth for how 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 horrific and amazing the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah were. They thought that they had to repopulate the earth. They thought there was not a mankind left. It was just those three, the two daughters and the son and and their father. They got their father drunk and 
Uh, they were impregnated by their fathers on two different occasions and gave birth to two, two different nations, um, the Chinese and Japanese or Ammon and Moab. Then we get to Genesis chapter, uh, we have the birth of Isaac, and then Isaac uh, uh, gets a wife and uh, a wife named Rachel, or Rebecca, I'm sorry, Rebecca. No, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, uh, uh Isaac, he gets a wife named Rebecca. Uh, they have, Isaac gets a wife named Rebecca, and in Genesis chapter 20, 25, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going to the top of the dome here. Genesis chapter 25 and verse 19. Yeah. And then by the time we get to Genesis chapter 25, we read about um, Isaac does finally impregnate um, his wife, Rebecca, and they have two twins. They have, they have a set of twins, uh, Jacob and Esau, who became the fathers of two different nations, uh, one nation uh, being the so-called white man or Edomites, as the Bible uh, uh, calls them, and then the birth of the Israelites. And then from Genesis chapter 25 through, the, through Revelation chapter 22, it's only, talking, it's only dealing with and talking about Abraham's chosen seed coming from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, Jacob and the, and the 12 tribes of Israel, and their journeys, their prophecies, um, and their life and their loss. That's the Bible in a nutshell. It ain't dealing with no, nothing about religion. It's how the earth was made, how um, the earth was destroyed, the, the three, three classifications of mankind. How, how Abraham was born, how Abraham got here, Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and then Jacob had the 12 tribes that became the nation of Israel. And from that point on, it, the whole Bible is only talking about those people. It's only it's concerning that seed, the Israelites. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to, again, bash or put anybody else down, but the reality that, that we're, we're dealing with an actual culture, we're dealing with actual people and not a religion. Right, that, that's that's what I'm really trying to trying to trying to uh, get across. That the Bible's not a, the Bible's a book of practical knowledge. We're not dealing with religion, and so many times we get people trying to argue and, and and trying to trying to push their opinion that the Bible is a book of religion, and that it's open to your interpretation or my interpretation or your opinion, my opinion. How is law? If, if I let's try and give this example. Here in America, if you're driving down the street. And, and, and you come to an intersection, and at this intersection, um, just to the right side of, of the intersection, there's a, there's a, a sign, it's, and it has eight sides to it. It's, it's in an octagon shape, and it's red, and it's got four white letters. When you read those four white letters, is that open to interpretation? Is that open to an opinion? Or is that a law? It's a law. And it's posted so you can read it. When you come to this intersection, stop. Now, if there happens to be a police officer there in the intersection or monitoring the intersection, and you, you decide you're going to break the law, it's not that you're going to follow your own opinion. You're going to break the law. You're not going to stop. You're not going to come to a complete stop. 
you're going to be stopped by the police. And most likely you'll be given a ticket because you broke the law. And that's not open to interpretation. That's not open to opinion. You're supposed to stop. That's what the law says. It's posted. That's not, that's not based on your opinion or a cop's opinion. Stop. Come to a complete stop. Not the California stop. Now I slowed down some and kept going. It's posted. Stop. If you're driving down the street and you come to a school, a school zone and the yellow lights are flashing and the speed limit is posted, that up until the time you get to the speed, got to this, this, this yellow flashing lights, the speed limit might have been 40 miles per hour. But once those lights start flashing and you're in a school zone, it's posted 15 miles per hour. That's a law. And if you exceed that 50 miles per hour and there's a, a, a police officer monitoring that, that intersection, you're going to be pulled over and issued a ticket because you broke the law. That's not open to interpretation. That's not open to opinion. It's the law. So I, I try to use those scenarios and, 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 that, and that type of, of, of visual that we're not dealing with people's opinions. It's a practical knowledge that was given to the Israelites. Hence, the Israelite school of biblical history and practical knowledge. That's what we're dealing with, okay? That's what we're dealing with. And I promise you, I, I did not intend for this to go, no, 40 minutes. I didn't even know that it went 40 minutes. I just had to look up at the clock and realize we just went 40 minutes. All right, cool. Um, some quick announcements. Uh, we are presently in uh, the, the the holiday of Purim. Uh, Purim is not a high holiday. Right? The high holidays is dictated to us by the law of God in Leviticus chapter the 23rd chapter. All right, the, um, it's it's a it's a it's a um, celebration to be observed, but it's not a high holiday, and that we we had to treat it like a a, a, a complete Sabbath. But it, it's to remember how God delivered the Israelites. During the time of the Persian Medes, when um, uh, our enemies had came up with a decree, uh, a conspiracy to destroy and to kill all the Jews, um, and that under the direction of Mordecai, you know, I didn't put that in. in, in, in I should have put that in, but I did. I should have put that in under the direction of Mordecai, um, directing his his, his, um, his niece um, Esther. The Israelites were saved. And for what was going to be a two-day slaughter of all the Israelites in the Persian meat captivity, it actually turned against the people who established it um, and trying to wipe out the Jews, that it got turned on them, and they got wiped out. They got killed. And it became a celebration that we honor every year. Again, it's not a high holiday as far as the Sabbath. That's dictated from Leviticus 23rd chapter. But it's, 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 it is an event that we recognize that God, the Israelites came together. We were facing a, a terrible adversity. Adversary, we were. It was decreed for all the Jews to be killed. That was the decree uh, during time of, again of the Persian meat captivity. Um, but the Lord worked it out to where Esther, who happened to be the wife of um, Ahasuerus um, or Xerxes, uh, the Most High just worked it the way He worked it, 
and we were freed from that decree of killing all the Jews. And for the people who was really pushing that the most, they wound up getting killed. So it's a two-day celebration uh, that we observe. And you can read about it in Esther, going specifically to Esther, the ninth chapter, um, to get what, what it is. It, it, it's Purim, uh, but in, in the Esther, the ninth chapter, it says Pur, P-U-R. We say Purim because if you speak it in Hebrew, um, to add the yom on the end, the, the I'm on the end, makes it plural because it's two days. So it's actually Pur, uh, but when you make it plural in Hebrew, it's uh, Paryum or Purim. So we're actually in, in, in uh, the time of celebrating the uh, uh, Purim uh, right now. It started last night. Uh, it continues on tonight uh, and ends tomorrow night at sunset. Um, also, um, some Israelites also observing at this time, when you're reading the Apocrypha about the day of Nicanor, uh, who also um, uh, an Edomite during the time of the, Greek, uh, the, the Greeks, uh, one of the wanted to destroy the Jews again. And the Lord turned the tables on him and 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 caused I mean really got him good. And you read about that uh in uh first Maccabees uh, second Maccabees by the day of Nicanor. Not all Israelites observe the day of Nicanor. Um but some do and we're in, we're in that time again right now. Um as we're preparing for next month, uh April ninth uh, in Virginia, uh, the Passover. ISBHPK will be congregating April 9th, which happens to be Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, we will be congregating in, in, um, at the Dohiki Club in Newport News, uh, Virginia, which is right there um, in, in North, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, to, to, to honor and celebrate and eat the Passover dinner. All right. I believe the actual Passover does actually start April 6th, is the actual Passover, but we will be congregating and coming together for the Passover dinner April 9th. Now, well, you know, while we're still in here in captivity, we do the best we can. That we can, That's the most opportune time that we can observe the Passover. We can actually come together as a congregation uh, and eat together. Uh, so that's going to be um, uh, Sunday, Sunday, April 9th, 2023, in North Virginia. Now, for those who can't attend uh, the Passover, um, in, in Norfolk on April 9th. Uh, the, uh, there is, in the scriptures, a second Passover that, that was observed and held for all the people who could not make it to the first Passover um, from a sickness, disease, or, or what have you, uh, uh, and whatever uncleanness they might have been dealing with, that there was a second Passover to be held the following month. Right? So uh, in San Antonio, uh, the Sword of Truth under, um, under ISBHBK will be uh, holding a second Passover um, uh, time and place to be announced um, here in San Antonio for those who cannot make it uh, uh, or, or travel all the way to Virginia. There will be a, um, a war will be ha- holding a Passover um, May 6th, as a matter of fact, May 6th um, here in San Antonio. Uh, as far as April 6th, also um, at the uh, EO Pure Therapy Event Center, at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, um, there will be a, a Passover dinner held April 6th, which I believe is a Wednesday, April 6th, um, at the event center. For those who can't make it to the, to the um, Passover again, April 9th in Norfolk, uh, um, there will be a Passover dinner, a, a Passover observance um, at the event center, uh, April 6th, 
uh, here in San Antonio as well. All right, so just a little, little uh, heads up, little information, um, introduction uh, before we wait and get into this class. So with that, what I'm going to do, brothers and sisters, I, I want to make the transitions a little bit smoother and let it be known that cool, we're, we're going from the introductions and everything now. We're going to be getting into the class. So I'm going to do a little, uh, little musical um, uh, intermission at this time. Uh, to go ahead now and, and get, get my head redirected and, re- and, and swing it out, go ahead and continue with the class um, that we're dealing with, which does happen to be, as I pull it up, uh, biblical salvation. Um, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That we're going to go, going to go into this. As, as we've been dealing with this topic of biblical salvation for the past three months, three, four months, um, and, and seeing that the Israelites have been in captivity since the day we came out of Egypt. We have always w- went back into captivity because of our sins. And that was that's very covered. We went through the series um, in the book of Judges that the Israelites went into slavery many times. But each time the Israelites would go into slavery, we would, call, we would come together, confess our sins to, uh, to, to the Father, um, and then we would pray as a nation, and the Father would send a Savior. He would send a deliverer, or as it said in the book of Judges, a judge, who would then save us out of the hand of our enemies. He would save us from the captivity that we were in. Now, subsequently, those captivities that we were in, um, it would be the, the, our enemies coming and oppressing us within our own land uh, throughout the book of Judges. Um, from Krishan, uh, 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 king of Mesopotamia, to uh, uh, Og of the Moabites, to... Um, uh, uh, the Philistines to the Amalekites, that we, we, were, we were in many captivities. Uh, we were in many captivities. But, again, because of our sins, we'd go in captivity. Then while in captivity, we would, we, would, we would come together as a nation, and then the nation would confess their sins to the Father of what we did, and then we would ask for forgiveness. The Father would hear us, and then he would, he would send a Savior. He would send a judge. He would send a deliverer. But in this cycle that, that we kept repeating with the, with the creator, with the almighty, it got to the point where God had to step up his, his punishments to the Israelites that just being oppressed in our land by our enemies, just being in captivity by our enemies, wasn't, it wasn't enough for us to stop sinning. It wasn't enough for us to stop being stubborn, hard-headed, um, haughty, uh, rebellious, ma- uh, malicious, um, cold-hearted towards the almighty, towards God that it got to the point where then God now had to start kicking us up out the land. And, and the first time the Israelites were kicked out of the land, actually kicked out of the land, was, 70, was uh, 722 B.C. under the Assyrian captivity, uh, where the, after the kingdom was split into two kingdoms. Let me slow down. After the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, um, because of our continued idolatry and, and sins, the nation was split into two halves, into two parts. You had the northern part that became known as the, the um, as Israel. You had the southern part became known as Judah. Um, in 722 BC, the Assyrians came in and carried the the northern kingdom of Israel out of the land into captivity, uh, never to be seen in the land of Israel since that time, because of the sins of the Israelites and this wash, reap, repent cycle that Israel kept finding themselves on. Finally, the Lord got so fed up with it 
the northern kingdom was exiled out of the northern kingdom, now out of Israel, and have not returned back to Israel since that time. That left the southern kingdom that was called Judah or Judea, or abbreviated term, Jew. The southern kingdom of Jew, Judah, Judea, was still left in the land. And then from our continued idolatry, um, uh, we went through several captivities after the Assyrian captivity. The Babylonian, uh, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and then the Roman captivity. And then finally, um, in 70 AD, under the, the, the hand of the Romans, the southern kingdom of Judah was then exiled and put out and executed of the land of Israel as well in 70 AD. And it's been since 70 AD, the last time the Israelites had anything to do with our homeland that God was so frustrated and upset with the Israelites that we were finally put out. And we have not been there since. And we've been in captivity in the hands of our enemies um, through the Dark Ages, through, through, um, uh, through Europe, through the colonization of the Americas. All this was, was, was prophesied to the Israelites because, again, of our idolatry, because, because we refused to acknowledge and, and, and uh, get right with, with, with God. Um, but in God's mercy, he did send Jesus Christ. In God's mercy, he, is, he did send Jesus Christ. He's going to resend Jesus Christ after we as Israelites finally confess our sins. We, had, we as Israelites, not like what the, is done in the, in, the, in the Catholic Church confessional, not like what's done on uh, you know, the old, old TV show, Jerry Springer or Moy Povich or, or whatever, not, not in some uh, group therapy um, uh, type of situation. But no, we as Israelites have to gather ourselves together as Israelites. First, we have to wake up to who we are. Then after we wake up to who we are, we now have to come and we got to confess our sins to the Lord our God of what we as a nation have done. Not what others have done to us. We had to confess what we have done against God. That's where we, we had to get that, the... Confession is not what the Catholic Church or, again, um, uh, some group therapy, some woosah from, 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 from bad boys, whatever. No, we as the nation of Israel, we had to come together as a nation of Israel and confess to the Lord our God what the nation has done. And this, these are some of the scriptures that we, we're going to go to um, at, at, when I come back from this, uh, from this intermission, that this is, what we're on, this is what we're bound to do. And then once we do that and accomplish that, the Lord is ready to send the final, the anointed, the chosen Savior for the Israelites to deliver us out of this last captivity that we will ever, ever, ever be in, who the world calls Jesus Christ, but who we say in, in, in ancient Hebrew, Yahweh Shai, some say Yeshua, um, Yahashua, yes, the Savior. God will finally send him, but we as a nation have to, have to gather ourselves together and not be the victims, but we are the criminals. The nation of Israel is the sinners. That's what we have to confess. So, again, I'm going to do a, we're going to do a, a musical uh, uh, intermission. I really like the Back to Life, Back to Reality. <laughs> I really do love that song. Um, Let's go with that. So quick intermission, um, about a seven-minute intermission, then we're going to come back and, and, and continue on with the class. Here we go.
right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, we're back. Um, uh, cool. Uh, uh, for that, for that, for that uh, musical in, uh, intermission to uh, uh, get things together. And we're going to uh, jump into the class. All right, brothers and sisters, um, if you were with us on Thursday, um, last time I was going with this part of the series, um, when I, uh, the brother Gabar Kawa was, uh, was with me, uh, we were going over um, that the Lord is going to restore the nation of Israel. Um, we went over a lot, a, a lot of scriptures uh, and showing that, yes, the Lord is going to restore the nation of Israel. And I wanted to apologize to the brother Gabar Kawa that I asked him um, uh, what he felt and what he received from from scripture we were going over, and he said a sense of joy that yes, the Lord is going to bring the Israelites in from all our clean on filthiness, all our uncleanness, all of our um, idolatry and, and 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 apostasy, if I'm using that word correctly, uh, that that we've been in, that the Lord is still going to bring back the nation of Israel. We're still going to um, He's going to reclaim us and, and bring us back. And clean us up from all of our filthiness. And the brothers expressed that he felt uh, a sense of joy um, um, and, and, and relief, if you will, um, that, yes, the Lord God, in all his mercy, is, is going to do this for the nation of Israel. Uh, no matter how undeserving uh, we are as Israelites. And, again, I'm, I'm putting that part in. But Gabar was actually expressing, you know, the, the joy that he was feeling from that. And behind that, I came back and was talking about how I felt um, little. And the reason I felt little is that, and, and going over this series, brothers and sisters, it really is just hitting me up about just how much mercy, love along suffering, and how true, and what it means to be holy and to be true, God is to his promise that he made to his friend, Abraham. Um and that's the only reason that, that the Israelites and from the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm, let, 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 let me not be too forgetful. From God's promise to Abraham, God sent Jesus Christ to help keep that promise to Abraham that the Israelites are still going to be saved, that we're still going to be brought back to the promised land, that he's still going to deal with us. That just made me feel real little. And I, I didn't mean to say that in, in lieu of or to disregard the Brother Gabar's um, uh, reaction uh, to the reading or what he was receiving from the reading. I didn't want to, I didn't want to come across that like he's wrong for that, but I was just expressing what I was feeling. Not that it's about emotions or opinions, but what I was getting from, from the reading and, and this, this study and this series that we, we, we've been going over. Um, Man, I was just thinking about the scripture, but now it didn't slip my mind. Um, oh, so with that, uh, again, it was just a scripture I was, I was thinking about, but I'm also thinking about how I really wanted to let the brother Gabar Kawar know I wanted to apologize. I didn't get a chance to apologize to him this weekend, and I went back and listened to the show that yeah, it could very well come across like, like I'm saying he's wrong. 
And that by no means, brother, um, I want that to be, be, be the case. And I'm going to call you later on uh, so we can work this out, so we can get this together. Uh, but one thing that we, we were going over was Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17. It was one, uh, that and Ezekiel 37, 21 through 28. Was well, the last scripture that we were going over this past Thursday. So I just want to read those two scriptures again real quick as we, we jump into this. So I'm reading Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17. It says, Therefore, say, Thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of, out of the countries where ye have been scattered and will give you the land of Israel. Brothers and sisters, the time is going to come. God prophesied it. God said it. It's going to happen. He's going to bring the Israelites back home. That's going to happen. He's going to clean us up from all our filthiness. Um, we're, we're going back to the promised land. Now, once we get back to the promised land, that's when there will be peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Um, it tells you in, in Jeremiah chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 2, that the, the nations are going to learn war no more. That once Christ comes back and reestablishes the nation of Israel and puts us back in the land to be the to administers um, and ambassadors of God's laws throughout, throughout the world, the, the world will learn war no more. No more, no more, no more, no more um, uh, uh, famines, uh, debts, um, uh, diseases. It, it's all going to be, be it's going to be wiped away. But there's there's some things that we as Israelites got to do first, all right? Uh, from there, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21 through 28. And this is what uh, me and Gabar were reading uh, on Thursday at the end of class. I want to go back over it real quick. Ezekiel. Chapter 37. Verse 21. Uh, and it reads, uh, we could read this, this whole chapter, but, I, but I'm going to. I kind of want to get some points out of this here. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. So here, again, we have a prophecy that from after we get scattered, and we've been scattered. We have definitely been scattered to, to the four corners of the earth. The Israelites are in the four corners of the earth. Um, it says we've been sprinkled and scattered into every nation, tongue, and kindred. The Israelites have been scattered into. All right? Not just here in North Central South America, but across the world, the Israelites have been scattered. This is how, how angry the Lord was with the Israelites. Um, but he says here, again, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21, and saying to them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will take the children of Israel referring to the northern kingdom of Israel that was kicked out of the promised land in 722 B.C. from the Assyrians, where we, we, we spread forth and um, not only came over to the Americas, but the Israelites, uh, we went north uh, up out of uh, Israel, um, around the Black and Caspian Sea, and we became the Visigoths, the Goths, the, um, uh, the Vandals, um, uh, the Saxons, the Anglo-Saxons. Those are all originally Israelites. Uh, uh, we, we were the uh, Israelites uh, settled uh, uh, Spain, and before it was called Spain, it was called Iberia. Iberia, going back, is a Gaelic word, a, a form of saying Eber or Hebrew. Um, England, 
uh, was in England being angel's land, uh, referring back to um, uh, the Israelites, that we we've been scattered all throughout Europe, and we've been scattered over here to the Americas. So the Lord was that angry with us. Um, when you go back and do your research, um, scholars to track the, the, the movement of the Israelites out of the Assyrian captivity up through Europe, um, uh, what we call the, the Samurai, and then eventually became known as the Germans, that the original Germans, the word German, going back to the, uh, the etymology of the word German meaning genuine, that the reason that that label was put on those people as Germans in the beginning meaning genuine, is that they were the genuine 12 tribes of Israel, the genuine 10 tribes that were exiled and pushed up out of Israel, out of the promised land, up into Europe. So we were scattered throughout uh, Europe uh, in in 722 B.C., as well as um, coming on ships around the southern horn, the southern tip of Africa, over to the Americas. And then we also pushed all the way over to, to the east, to Japan, uh, to China, that, yes, we got spread everywhere. So here in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21, and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone. I will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. We're going to be brought back. Verse 22, and I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king to them all. And this is what Yahweh is going to be. World calls Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings. This is what he, this is, this is prophesied about him right here. Right? Christ in the Old Testament. This is going to be him right here. He's going to be that king, the branch of the seed of David. Um, uh, that's going to, the, the Messiah, the Savior. He's going to be our king. All right? When he brings back the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, back to our land. Uh, reading on. And there shall be no more two nations. Remember, the nation of Israel was split into two, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. There shall no more be two nations. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. Neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols, with their detestable things, nor with any of the, their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. Verse 24. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. And again, not actual King David, but that, that, um, that, that, it was passed on to his descendant, Jesus Christ, who the world calls Jesus Christ. That Christ is going to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And there's a whole class we can go over in dealing with that. But reading on. And they shall all, and they all shall have one shepherd. That one shepherd is going to be who the world calls Jesus Christ. And they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. You know, that universal practical knowledge, we're going to do them. Verse 25, talk about God's law, statutes, and commandments, his judgments. We're going to judge things the way God judges things when Christ returns. Verse 25, 
and they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forevermore. So there it is. How can you be the, 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 the king and a prince? No, you're going to be a prince because Christ is going to be the king. Verse 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. You know, kind of like John 3.16, for God so the world that gave his only begotten son and whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, this is going to be an everlasting covenant with the Israelites once Jesus Christ comes back and returns the nation of Israel back to the homeland. And I will, reading on verse 26, and I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. Verse 27, my tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 28, and the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, that this is going to be accomplished. This is going to happen. And this is why, again, um, we're awaiting the return of Christ, but there's some things that we as Israelites got to do first. There's some things that, that, that this, this is not an unconditional love. It's a very conditional love that the Israelites, that we have to embark upon. All right? Uh, let me do this real quick also. That was Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21. We read that. So getting back to my notes. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 39. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 39. I'm going to start at verse 25. Ezekiel chapter 39, I'm going to start at verse 25. Um, and this, again, is dealing with the restoration of the nation of Israel, of the 12 tribes of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Asher, Naphtali, and Issachar. Um, just like it's, it, what is read in Revelation chapter 22 of, uh, about the 12 gates. Uh, that yes, the Israel we're going to the Israelites are going to be saved and brought back home. So Ezekiel chapter thirty-nine, verse twenty-five to twenty-nine. Ezekiel chapter thirty-nine, verse twenty-five to twenty-nine. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God: Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob, and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel, so both the northern kingdom and southern kingdom, and will be jealous for my holy name. Verse twenty-six. After that, they have borne their shame and all their trespasses, whereby they have trespassed against me, when they dwelt safely in their land, and none made them afraid. Brother and sister, there's some key points here. There's some key points right here. We're not going to get back. The Lord's not going to return again in our captivity and bring us back to the land of Israel until we have borne our shame and all our trespasses that we have trespassed all, not some, not a few, all our trespasses, that we have trespassed against the Lord our God when we dwelt safely 
in the promised land. That for everything that we want to complain about, that we're a victim, guess what we weren't having to deal with when God brought us into the promised land? We weren't the victims. But for, for our hard-headedness, our haughtiness, our arrogance, our willful disobedience, and then God's mercy even then warning us, telling us if we continue with this behavior, it's going to get drastic. It is, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm going to say it like this. You're making me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. Stop trying to push my button. Like God trying to tell the Israelites, stop what you're doing. You're making me angry because once that button gets switched, you're not going to like it. And we're supposed to be able to sit back now as Israelites in the year 2023 and be able to look back and going all the way back and look and see how much we've done against the Lord our God. Just how much idolatry we've given ourselves over to. How much lust of the flesh we've given ourselves over to. When I say lust of the flesh, I'm not just referring to sex. I'm referring to just if it's something that we prefer, then I'm going with what I, what I like, what I feel, what I want to do, regardless of God's law, regardless of God's statutes, judgments, commandments, regardless of God's power, I'm going to do what I want to do. This is what we as the nation of Israel have done continually. And it's not going to be to the point until we confess this as a nation that God is even thinking about sending back Jesus Christ. We will sit here and continue to suffer and be afflicted until this gets accomplished. Reading on. And hopefully this class is going to help bring this out, this point that I'm bringing out. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 27. It says, when we were in our, and I, I, like, I like what it says here, just recapping on verse 26. For as much um, panic attacks, as much anxiety, as much fear that we as Israelites deal with, goes, goes further to prove Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse, let's get that real quick, about being afraid, about all the fear that, that we deal with. That when we were in the land of Israel, under God's protection and God's guidance, guess what we didn't have to deal with? Guess what we didn't deal with? But for our repeatedly hard-headedness, stubbornness, haughtiness, arrogance, wanting to be like the nations, wanting to be independent, wanting to follow, wanting to be known for our own wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, don't want to be just part of the crowd, well, I got to be me, I got to be different, that in all that, while we were in the land of Israel, we did not have to deal with a lot of fear of, of being afraid of every damn thing. But when we come back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, it's not like it wasn't told to us. Deuteronomy chapter 20, I'm going to go to verse 45 first. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee. And again, remember who this is being spoken to. Remember, this is being spoken to the Israelites. When we go to chapter... Twenty-seven. Um, uh, I guess, yeah. We go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-seven, verse one. And Moses, with the elders of Israel, commanded the people, saying, "Keep all the commandments which I command you this day." And it shall be on, uh, and it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan, 
unto the land which the Lord that God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones and uh, uh, plaster them with plaster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this, of this law when thou art passed over, that thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that flow with milk and honey, as the, Lord thy, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee. So this was spoken to all the land, all the Israelites, right, all 12 tribes who became into the promised land. Now this was being said to us. Verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee. Talk about the Israelites, not just the individual, but upon the nation of Israel. All these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. So he's telling us. We were warned long before it actually had, he dropped the hammer on us. Almost like we dropped the hammer on ourselves. If we don't keep all of God's commandments and do things his way, we're going to get punished. And we're going to try and run from the punishment. We're going to try and get away from the punishment. But he's going to chase us and pursue us and overtake us. Now, what's one of the punishments that, that was going to happen to us? As well as being scattered out of the land, what was going to happen to us? I'm going to jump down to verse 64. I'm gonna, verse 63. Hold up. I'm going to start at verse 62. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 62. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. So think about that. Think about from, from, the, from being kicked out of, finally being kicked out of Israel. And I keep referring to um, 722 B.C. Uh, with the Assyrian captivity, but I forget to mention that when, when uh, Antioch, the, Alexander the Great, uh, came to power as the Greeks, that many Israelites, we scattered ourselves out of Israel and became the Grecians. That, that, that we willingly uh, uh, wanted to accept the religion and the practice and the ways of the Greeks. Just like today with the, uh, going to university and, 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 and becoming a, a Greek, an alpha, a lambda, uh, 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 um, uh, a, a Q, I don't know all the Greek fraternities, but we was doing the similar things during the Greek Empire when the actual Greeks were here and participating in things like the the, the Olympics, participating in things like uh, uh, exercising naked at the gym, that these were things that we were giving ourselves over to as far as uh, starting to wear the, 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 the damn yarmulke or the head covering or a hat, that we had been given ourselves over and, and willfully scattered ourselves amongst the Greek empire. And we became the Grecians also in adopting their way of doing things. That was in 333 BC under Alexander. And then finally 70 AD, again, we was kicked out. So if you think about all the death, why is it that we're so afraid of, of death around every corner? Why is it that we, we, that we, that we're afraid to be alone. That the thought of being alone just terrifies us. Verse 62, and ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because 
that would not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. So why is there so much death in our communities among minorities? Why, why is it that, that we, we can't escape? Why, 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 why do we say have sayings like a bullet ain't got no name? You never know. Tomorrow's not promised. Why are, the, why are these sayings and beliefs so prevalent amongst our people? Because we as a nation have not been keeping commandments of the Lord our God. We have been hard-headed and stout against the Lord our God. So this is what we're reading about these curses that are now having to overtake the Israelites. Now they're in the whole world, but the Israelites. Verse 63, and it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Cool. So, so the protection that God did offer, we refused it and wanted to do things our own way. God, you got to see things my way. God, this is what the nation of Israel did to the Most High. God, why, you, why can't you, why is it always going to be your way, God? Why can't you understand where we're coming from? Maybe we don't want to do that, God. Maybe we want to, to, to be like the other nations. Maybe we don't feel like we want to really be Israelites. And, God, why don't you take that into consideration? This was the mentality that the nation took. That God said, if we keep it up, it's going to get to the point where he will rejoice over us to destroy us. And, again, we look at the timeline. If we look at the timeline. Brothers and sisters, if we came out of Egypt under the hand of Moses, we were saved by God under the hand of Moses around 1,500 B.C., 1,500 years before Christ, approximately. That's, what, that, that's the approximate um, uh, calendar of that the Israelites, that we came out of Egypt 1,500 years before Christ was born. If you add another 70 years for the destruction of Jerusalem, when we were finally kicked out, you're talking about a time, a time, time span of almost 1,600 years, 16 centuries, that God had been warning the Israelites, get right, and giving us steadily increasing the punishments, increasing the, 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 the consequences to the point where we finally got kicked up out of the land. Out of, from uh, out of his sight, from under his protection. Verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And be damned if we're not all the way over here in, 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 in the Western Hemisphere. From the one end of the earth to the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Look at the religions and all the things that, we, that we, we've given ourselves over to. Verse 65, and among these nations shalt thou find no rest, no ease. Hold on one second, hold on one second, hold on one second.
Shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom, sir. You have a shame. You have a I just I just got back in from an interview. I had an interview today. With, right, uh, right on, right on. Cool, cool, cool. Con. So, I mean, I didn't get it until uh, about 10 minutes ago. So, okay. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right, cool. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 65 right now. But, brother, I, w- I wanted to apologize to you. I, I was going back and re-listening to the class on Thursday. We did it on Thursday. Um, I'd asked you uh, what you were getting from the the class, and you, you said, you know, some joy, that the Mosai is going to um, clean us off from all our filthiness, all, our, all, our, uh, all the things that we've done, and he's going to bring us back home. And as you really felt a lot of joy. Um, and then I came back, it was like, well, I felt small. I felt little that we were undeserving, that we didn't deserve to feel joy or whatever. As, and it could be received, like I was trying to say, you were wrong for, for, for what you were receiving. And I apologize for that, bro. That, 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 uh, as I went back and listened to the class, I'm like, nah. That, that, that was, I didn't want that to be the last thing or, or what have you um, that might have, uh, have come across, that it is a joyful thing that God's mercy, that God's long-suffering, that, that God, again, is keeping his covenant with Abraham, that he's going to send Jesus Christ again, or who the world calls Jesus Christ again, and that we're going to be brought back into the land. We're going to be set back up, that that is a joyful thing. So I just wanted to apologize to you about that, brother. I didn't want to come across like you were wrong, that 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 that, that uh, you were talking out of the side of your neck or whatever. Again, I was listening to the class. I'm like, no, that is not um, – I, I didn't want that to be the last taste in the mouth about that class. So I personally want to apologize to you. Um, uh, uh, please forgive me. I did not intend that to be the last message or whatever uh, uh, went out. Between me and you, I just wanted that to be to be, be put oh. out there. Con, so yes, sir. Um, the water, the water. Um, even though I mean, you know how I am. I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm really good with with the edification and the understanding that you that you give us every 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 class. So I, I didn't I didn't take it I didn't take it uh, uh, negatively. I, I took it as the focal point, you know, the, the focal point was that we should be acknowledging, because I, I remember, and I actually did go back and listen to it <laughs> again, you know, but we, we should be acknowledging the Heavenly Father and still having the joy, though, you know, in which you're, you're absolutely correct, sir, um, that that is, that that's what made the class so so joyful and knowing that even though we've been the way that we've been towards the heavenly father and not even acknowledging and and living in the frame of mind that he owes us something we're owed something even with that he's still going to bring us home you know and um you know so i so uh i don't really you know, there there was no offense, but the the water though. For, right. for it's all good, bro. It's all good. Right yes, now sir. we're in we're in Deuteronomy chapter twenty verse sixty five. Right now, if you want to catch up with us, Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter twenty verse. I'm sorry, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter twenty verse sixty five and verse sixty six. If you like, uh, uh, catch up with us. Huh. All right. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, so you want me to you want me to, hey, to start in verse sixty five. Verse sixty five. Con. Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight and verse sixty five uh, reads, "And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest." But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And again, that coming from Ezekiel 39, which we're, we're going to return back to, where he said we got to now confess that we have trespassed against the Lord our God and that when we were in the land of Israel, we were never afraid. But for us to get to the point where we continually, as a nation of Israel, kept sinning against the Lord our God. We kept going opposite of him, actually fighting against him <coughs> to establish our own righteousness, um, like, like Paul told us in Romans chapter 9. <coughs> Not wanting to submit, but getting hard-headed and stubborn and stiff-necked. I'm not going to let you turn me. That this is the mentality that we as Israelites took towards God. I'm not going to let you control me. I'm not going to let you tell me what to do. <coughs> God, you're going to respect my feelings. You're going to respect how I see things. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a chair seat stuck in my throat. That we have really took this mentality on that now God finally kicked us out of the land and be damned if we are not if we now don't experience these very things, like Brother Gabar just read in verse 65, that if we've been kicked out of the promised land and from under God's protection, that our, the soul of our foot has not had no rest. We ain't found no ease. From the old Negro spirituals, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. You're damn right. That's why that was a Negro spiritual amongst our people. That's why we know about the blues. And what the blues lead into, um, uh, the blues led into rhythm and blues, which, which led into directly into uh, jazz, which led directly into what? Hip-hop. <laughs> that it, it was, the music was always referring to the conditions of what we was going through, that life wasn't good. Life, life was is the blues. And that's, we ain't found no ease as a nation, not as individuals, as a nation. And we ain't found no rest. We thought that if we get, get to voting, we're going to get some rest. Nope. We thought if we uh, finally get some uh, 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 education, start going to school, we're going to get some rest. Nope. If we get guns, we're going to get some rest. Nope. If we have land, we're going to get some rest. Nope. If we go ahead and start pulling our resources together, and we get our own banks, and we get our own um, uh, lending institution, and we start our own businesses and become entrepreneurs, then we're going to get some rest. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, nope, destroyed, wiped out. We're going to come together um, as the Black Panther Party. Power for the people, nope, that, we, that everywhere we try and turn, we don't find no ease. We don't find no rest as a people. Reading on, sir, from uh, the middle of verse 65. Con, but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Who gives, who's, giving, who's giving this to us? The, the Lord, the Heavenly Father. 
The Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of man from depression, schizophrenia, um, bipolar, manic depression, um, ADD, ADHD, panic attacks, that the the distress uh, of anxiety, the 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 can't sleep at night, insomnia, the heartburn from from being nervous, um, uh, psychosis, 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 uh, anxiety, that all these mental disturbances and issues that we have, the Lord sent this against us. Verse sixty six, sir. Con. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. And we, we, we're afraid of, of, of a bullet. We're afraid of a, a, a bug, a disease, a germ. We, we're afraid of every damn thing now. But why? When we were in the land of Israel, and we were keeping God's commandments, excuse me, when we were in the land of Israel under his protection, Guess what we didn't have to worry about, but guess what we kept rejecting? I don't want to do it your way, but I still expect to be protected. I don't want to do it your way, but I still expect that you're going to be there for me no matter what it is I do. That, God, your love is supposed to be unconditional. I don't know how we get the mentality that God's love is supposed to be unconditional. We made a contact with him at Mount Sinai, the nation of Israel. We made a contract with God. He's going to be our God. We're going to obey him, love him, worship him, cherish him. We broke that. But we still expect him like, God, why are you so jealous? God, why, why are you this way? God, I don't even know if, if you know what, God, if I had known serving you was going to be like this, I would have never said I'm what I do. I would have never married you, God. This is the mentality that we as Israelites have taken with God. So that now, I'm like, cool. You're a whore. It's all about what you see, what you think is right. Yeah, and you push that. Talk to the nation of Israel. Your life is going to hang in doubt. You're going you're gonna to be scared of every possible thing there is to be scared of, be afraid of. I'm not going to keep protecting you, looking over you. You got to do the best you can. So if you can get a gun, get a gun. If you can get a, 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 you think some land, you think a dog. If you get some fighting dog, you get some, some, you get some pit bulls. You get some German shepherds. Get some German pinchers. Get some rottweilers. If you think a chihuahua, just a loud barking ass dog is going to help save you, get it. It's not. You think that 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 again? You get guns. You get rifles. You get pistols. If you think that's going to help save you, give you protection. A, a, a sense of security? No. Go vote. Get, register to vote. If you think that's going to help save you. Go ahead. Become, become part of the NRA. You know what? Better yet, go to school. Get your degree. If you think that's going to save you, if you think that's going to help you, and it doesn't, it doesn't. So again, to some chanting, start, you know, go, go worship Buddha and some nom yo re yo no re ye yihu. <laughs> go burn some incense. Go burn some sage. Go do it, but you're not going to get away from this fear. And now our lives hang in doubt before us. 
Now, yeah, be afraid that that this might be the last time you see one of your children, because even now, send your kids to elementary school. Some some lunatic goes up in the in the elementary in the elementary school and and just lays out automatic gunfire, automatic weapons fire at an elementary school, or at a high school, or a movie theater, or in a church. Y'all go to church. It's a church. You're supposed to be safe there and have this white boy walk up in there with a machine gun and mow you down. That's supposed to be church, sacred sacred ground. And you're a tithes-paying Christian. You know every hymn, hymn song in the hymn book. And that is not safe. Again, verse 66. Con, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 66 reads, And thy life shall be, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. Verse 67. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. In, in the and, morning, in the morning <laughs> we, 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 you have to wake up, you have to go through your whole day. Hey, I just can't wait to get on. I need to get some rest. I am mentally exhausted. I tossed and turned all night long. When it was chattel slavery, it was the fear of the KKK coming and kicking down your door. Slave master coming in and raping you, your 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 uh, your son, your wife, and your daughter. Now it's. Is it, is it, is a bullet gonna come ringing through the door, through the wall, through the window? Is it gonna be some type of a, a, um, a mold growing in the bathroom, growing in the house, growing in the attic? You're gonna get us sick. If you're living in Ohio, is it gonna be some type of toxic chemicals from a train crash? What's next? Is it gonna be a tornado? A hurricane, an Arctic freeze. That everywhere you turn, there's no assurance of our life. Like, what the hell is going on? Verse 67 again, sir. Con, in the morning thou shalt say, would God it were even. And at even thou shalt say, would God it were morning. And then at, at, at night when we have that insomnia, Scared, paranoid. I wish the morning would come because I'm afraid of the dark. And yeah, we know that there's grown ass people, grown ass people afraid of the damn dark amongst our people. But it's not like God didn't warn us about any of this. He already did. But now, brother, if you could join me going back to Ezekiel, because we were branching off of Ezekiel chapter 39 uh, and verse 26. Ezekiel chapter 39, starting at verse 26. The Lord's going to restore us. He's going to bring us back to the land. In verse 26, please. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 26. Gotcha. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 26 reads, After that they have borne their shame and all their trespasses, whereby they have trespassed against me, when they dwelt safely in their land, and none made them afraid. 
that we're going to have to confess as a nation all of our trespasses that we've done against God from when we were in the promised land and we dwelt safely and nobody made us afraid and we were tripping then. This, 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 this runs there. Everybody, you know, is always, always saying, um, I ain't going to try to take it too deep. I ain't going to try to take it too far. Um, you know, just going just to just try and keep it light. All right, we can keep doing that shit in that mindset, but did we just read what he said here? And that they have borne their shame and all their trespasses, whereby they have trespassed against me when they dwelt safely in their land and none made them afraid. That's when we start trespassing against God. When the nation of Israel was in the land of Israel, when the 12 tribes, before we got scattered, not just, yeah, well, you know, well, last week I did, uh, you know, I did kind of, I guess you could look at it, maybe it was wrong, but I don't know if it really was that wrong. But, if, you, know, I may, you know, last week I did have this one crazy thought last week, but, you know, it, it came in and it's gone. That is not what lot, that's not the type of, of convincing the most I is looking for the nation to do. You know, last week, you know, I, I know I quit smoking cigarettes, but last week I had a thought I really wanted a cigarette, but I was like, no. WWJD, and I fought it. Somebody pat me on the back. That 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 gets me every time, bro. Brother, please read on. Con, um, Ezekiel chapter thirty-nine and verse twenty-seven reads: When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations. Reading on. Then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them unto their own land and have left none of them any more there. Cool. So, yes, we're going to be brought back to our land. He ain't going to leave none of us scattered. But we have to come back and, and, and start examining and scrubbing and cleaning our minds and confessing what we've done as a nation going all the way back to when we was in the land of Israel. Somewhat, if that was 16 plus 2018, some almost, hold on, hold on, hold on. 3,500 years ago, when we were in our land and was tripping against God, we had to go back and confess all that mess. Not that, well, I had nothing to do with that. That wasn't me. Shit. We can keep taking that mentality that that wasn't me, that I wasn't fair, that, that that had nothing to do with me, that I ain't did like they did. All I did was, again, I thought about smoking a cigarette, but I didn't. I thought about, uh, uh, I, I was watching um, uh, 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 Power, and they had a sex scene. And I went, ooh, yeah, oh, man. Ghost. Mm. 
That ain't what it's talking about. Oh, man. I stopped listening to hip-hop music because, you know, hip-hop, it, it'll really take your mind now. So uh, now all this is some, some whatever music. No. We got to pay it back. We got to go back. And the proverbial nip it in the bud, we got to go back to where all this shit first started with us in the promised land. That means, yeah, when it says examine yourself, he wasn't just talking about as an individual, examine yourself for what I'm doing in the past week or two. The nation of Israel has to examine ourselves going all the way back to how we were, we were against God and went and fought our own minds, our own lust, our own thoughts, our own anger, our own emotions back in the promised land. How we were tripping against God from that time. Reading on, bro. Reading on, verse 29. Con, neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. From there, let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4, and we ask you to start at verse 23. We're going to read 23 through 40. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 23 through 40. Con, Deuteronomy chapter 4, starting at verse 23, reads, Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. Remember, a graven image, contrary to what they teach in religion, a graven image is something that's, that's, that's cherished to you. A graven image is something that you, that you made special. It's, an, it's something that a person idolizes, not just a Grammy Award, not just an Academy Award, not just the, uh, uh, the old, uh, the, the Ankh or, or the Christian cross, or as a lot of Israelites want to get, get caught up to the Star Moloch type, type of, of, of thing. No, a graven image is something that you make special. You, you engraved it. You made it, and now it's special to you. And in doing that, because it's special to you, God said, don't make those type of things. I've got what's supposed to be special to you. But we want to go with our own imagination and our own mind and our own, quote, unquote, creativity, our own living outside the box. You know, our own, I just want to be able to express myself the way I want to express myself. Moses tried to warn us here, and, and, and before we came to the promised land, don't do it. Y'all get to the point where, where again, y'all come up with this thing that is something special to you that you made that ain't got nothing to do with God. And now this thing that you make special, sentimental, precious, um, um, uh, um, cute, good, whatever in your eyes is going to make you go away, go get, go against God. You wind up going against God, and now you're going to do anything for the thing that you make special, even if it means going against God. It's going to be something tending to your feelings, to your lust, to your own desires, to what you want to do, to what you covet or are jealous for or envious about. Reading on. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 24. 
uh, reads, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. 25, When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy, thy God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. He's telling us that we're going to set all these great images, things that are special to us, things that, that are cherished to us, things that are sentimental to us, and it's going to, it's going to drive us away from God. And we're going to be, have to be kicked up out of, this, out of the good land. Reading on. 27. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there, shall, there ye shall serve gods to work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But again, things that are, that, that are only special to us. Reading on. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Great. When thou art in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days. When? If thou, even in the latter days. With all this tribulation and things come upon us, even in the latter days. Read. If thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. He said, I ain't going to forget the covenant, but y'all got to come back. Y'all got to do y'all part. I'm going to get yourselves kicked about the land. You're going to get yourself destroyed. You're going Every little thing possible is going to make you afraid and fearful and, and what have you. But if you turn to the Lord your God and, and as the nation and obey his voice, he said, I'll remember the covenant. Reading on now, sir, verse uh, 32. Con, for ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee since the day that God created man upon the earth, and asked from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard and live? So has any nation ever had their God speak to them out of the voice of the fire and that nation live? No, that's never happened. Reading on. Or hath God assayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? Has, has any other God ever did that for their people? Has Allah ever did that for the Arabs? 
as, as Buddha ever did it for the Chinese? Has Krishna ever did it for the East Indians? Have any other gods ever did anything like this for any of their nations? No. Not like what God did for the Israelites. For us. Reading on. Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There is none. That, that the Most High, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he is he's the highest. Read. There is none else beside him. Go ahead. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. The whole nation of Israel, we heard the voice of God at once. It wasn't just our imagination running wild with us. We heard the voice of God out of the fire. The whole nation. But if you got time, I'm going to keep going. Con. Reading on. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them. Now our fathers about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go ahead. And brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt. And, and brought thee out of his sight and with mighty power out with his mighty power out of Egypt. No other God has did that for their for their people. Yeah. <coughs> hello, hello. Con, I'm here. Keep reading. We're going to keep going. Even, even past the time, we're going to keep going. Con, to drive out nations before him, before thee, greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, to give thee their land for inheritance, as it is this day. God is saying, he's telling us, y'all were the pips, pips, uh, pips, pips, Y'all were small. Y'all were some runs. It wasn't because of how y'all work out and it wasn't because of y'all's heart and y'all's work ethic that that's why y'all was able to drive out the nations. The nations that were driven out were greater and mightier than we are, than we were. It had nothing to do because of us and our willpower and our planning and our wisdom and our knowledge and our understanding. It was only by the hand of God and his power that he was doing to show the world, this is my people. But we, we threw it all in his face. Reading on, verse 20, 39. Con, know therefore this day and consider in thine heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Thou shalt, keep, thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. And again, this was God speaking to the nation of Israel, not just individuals. This was God speaking to the nation, the children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zimbabwe, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Ashton, Valley, and Issachar. He was speaking to the 12 tribes these words. From there, Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26, and we'll start at verse 40. So, sisters, again, I do want to say, yeah, we're going to be brought back. The nation of Israel is going to be brought back. The, 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 the world is going to learn war no more. Um, 
uh, and God's going to rejoice over us to do us good. He's going to clean us up. Yes, and that's a beautiful thing. That's, that is a good thing. That's the kingdom of heaven, as, as to, to throw it out there. There's some things that we as Israelites got to do first. Not only is it about us just waking up to that, the fact that we're Israelites, there, there, there's more things that got to be done. A lot of us just sit back just waiting for Jesus to come. No, uh-uh. This ain't about I'm just going you know, to go to work. I'm just waiting for Jesus to come. No, uh-uh. And once we wake up as Israelites, once we wake up as Israelites, there's another step. There's more steps to this. It ain't just, okay, I know I'm Israel, so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm wearing fringes. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm just waiting for Jesus to come. No. We have to wake up the nation. And the nation, we have to confess. The nation has to confess. Reading on. Con, Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 40 reads, If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers. I'm sorry, let me, let me do this. Let me do this. Con. Uh, I'm going to read this commentary first, and then we're going to read the scriptures. This is the commentary, um, and this is from the, the Matthew Henry commentary, uh, concise commentary. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to come back and actually read the scriptures. Let me read what this comment is going to say, the summary of what's going to be said. From Leviticus chapter 26, verse 40 to 46, it says, Among the Israelites, persons were not always prosperous or afflicted according to their obedience or disobedience. So it, it, what it's trying to be is alluding us to or giving us shedding light on is, you weren't always prosperous because you were obedient. But we weren't always afflicted because we were uh, disobedient when it came to the Israelites. The Lord dealt with Israel on a national level. But national prosperity was the effect of national obedience. (coughs) And national judgments were brought on by national wickedness. Israel was under a peculiar covenant. National wickedness will end in the ruin of any people, especially where the word of God and the light of the gospel are enjoined. So it's telling you, on a national level, on a national level, if the nation is being disobedient, you might be obedient, but that don't mean that that you are going to get away. That don't mean that you're going to be spared. You might be disobedient. And at one time was enjoying some of the, 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 the pleasures or the blessings of the Most High. That don't mean you got away. The Most High is dealing with Israel on a national level, the Israelites, on a national level. Reading on. Um, Leviticus 26 and 40. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. No, I, I, I thought when you said reading on. That meant to start at Leviticus 26 and 40, but it, it meant you were, you were reading on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm reading on. I, I got a little okay. more, a little more here. God. It says, sooner or later, sin will be the ruin, as well as the reproach of every people. All of that being humbled for our sins, we might avert the rising storm before it burst upon us. The Most High grant that we may, in, in this, our day, Consider the things which belong to our eternal peace, that this, 
this was Master Henry again, giving a commentary of what Moses was trying to relate to us. That on a national level, if we don't get it on a national level, we're going to get punished as a nation. This is where Paul was able to come back and say in the New Testament, if one suffer, we all suffer. But if one rejoice, we all rejoice. For as much as we want to come back and say, that's not fair, that ain't right, um, uh, why should I be punished for what everybody else is doing? Why should, uh, shit, well, then why should you get good for what everybody else is, is, is if you ain't doing the same thing? God's dealing with Israel on a national level, all 12 tribes, not just the individual. This ain't capitalism dealing with God. So now let's go to Leviticus chapter 26, and uh, we're going to start with 38, sir. Uh, Leviticus chapter 26, start with 38. Yes, sir. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 38 reads, And ye shall perish among the heathen, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. So we're going to be scattered among the heathen, and, the, and we're perishing. And our enemies have been eating us up. Read. And they that are left of you shall pine away in their iniquity in your enemies' lands. And also in the iniquities of their fathers shall they pine away with them. That here we're in our enemies' lands, and how have we been living? We live by what the, the, the iniquities of our forefathers. Let me, give me, let, me, let me break this down. If, your, if our family, your, your family members, thought that voting was the key to, to the salvation and the prosperity of our people, and they, and, and they went to extremes with the, with the, uh, the abolitionists to, to bring voting to the minorities, to bring voting to the forefront. You then are going to grow up following that same iniquity, following that same influence, thinking that, yes, that my great-grandfather wasn't able to vote, but my father fought for us to vote, so I'm going to be pushing that now we, as, that we the people, need to be fighting to have our voice heard in Congress, to have our voice heard in the Senate, to have our voice heard uh, 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 in the presidency that we had to get out and vote. But God already told us about how we're supposed to pick our leaders and who he picks to be our leaders. But because we got that influence from our fathers to this very day now, we're still pushing that same madness, <clears throat> not really getting or understanding that that's against God. But because that's what our fathers, our family push that type of tradition, we have followed that same type of tradition because that's what we picked up from our fathers. That's what we picked up from our family members. If the family members said it was about education and getting a college degree, then we have not grown up in that same mentality and pushing that same mentality. Now, and my father only had, and my great-grandfather only had a, a third-grade education. My father only had a sixth-grade education, but they pushed me to be the first one to go to college. So I'm going to college. I'm going to get that degree. I'm going to get that so I can make it in America. Now, understanding that that iniquity, and that's what it is that you got from your parents or your, uh, that generation, that's still wrong. If it's about just go ahead and just go to work, just work, just work, just work, stack your chips, get your money by any means necessary. 
you we took that same mentality, which in God's eyes is iniquity, and that's how we've been living our lives. If our fathers was into sports and entertainment, then you're going to be the best entertainer or the, the best um, athlete you possibly can be because that's going to be your ticket to salvation. That's going to be your ticket to get out the hood, out the ghetto, out the slums, out of whatever. So we've carried on those same mentalities that we've gotten from our fathers over here. And we've not confronted and said all of that was wrong. We now, and, and, and those were man-made things, the, 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 the voting, the education, the, the getting money by any means, just going to work, just being a good citizen. All that's graven. All that is handmade, man-made. It was about being good in, 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 uh, in whatever religion or church you grew up in because you got that from how you saw your mom, you saw, you saw your dad, your grandparents. They went to church. So you pushed the same idea. It's about going to church. It's about being good. It's about being living this type of way. Not understanding that that was iniquity in the eyes of God. They had nothing to do with God. But these things that carried uh, have been passed down by tradition. And we have not sat and stopped and confessed all those things were wrong. We keep trying to fit in what they what what we've learned to see how that kind of fits with God's plan. How it really wasn't that off because of the sentimental attachment I've got with who I who I learned it from. Read that again, please, sir. Yes, sir. Leviticus chapter twenty-six and verse thirty-nine reads, "And they that are left of you shall pine away in their iniquity in your enemies' lands, and so also." So while we're in our enemies' lands, what are we learning? We're serving wood and stone. We're serving graven images. We're, we're serving things that that we have that they had to use for survival. If they thought voting was going to be the way of survival, then we're going to vote. If education is going to be the way we survive. We're going to get education. Join the military is going to be the way we survive. We're going to join the military. Um, uh, just being good American citizens. We ain't going to cause no ruckus. We ain't going to cause no fuss. We're going to just get along, go along and get along. And that got passed down while in our enemy's lands, that that's how, that, that's how we're going to survive. No, we're going to be militant. We're going, we're going to be militant and we're going to live this way. We're going to live off the grid. We're going to be, um, uh, uh, again, the Black Panther Party or, or what have you. We're going to do all these different type of things that we learned in our enemy's lands, and we push that survival tactic as if that's the key to our survival. We're going to get real estate. We're going to get businesses. We're going, we're going, we're going, uh, we're going to become masons. We're going to become, uh, uh, we're going to join and make our own unions. We're going to vote. We're going to make sure our voices are heard. All that is the stuff we learned in our enemy's lands. And then those iniquities have been passed down from father and parents to children. And it's all against God as what the Hebrew Israelites, as a nation of people. If your survival, if your family's survival tactic was going to church, then that's what we did as survival. But we ain't stopped that because now in church, at least the church, they get the same. I like the songs. 
I don't think it's really that bad. Where we get that notion that it's not really that bad? Because that's what my mama did. That's what my daddy did. That's what my grandma did. And that got passed down. So now we can't see what the nation of Israel keeps doing against God. We're now just stuck on we're the victims. Reading on. Con. And also in the iniquities of their fathers shall they pine away with them. 40. If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me, and that also they have walked contrary unto me. Listen up. Verse 40. If, they shall, confess, if they shall confess their iniquity. And the iniquity of their fathers, of who we got influenced by, who we've been following, and, and just trying to survive, and just trying to make it. With their trespasses, which they trespassed against me, and that also they have walked contrary unto me, that everything we've learned in our enemy's lands has been contrary every. Thing we've learned to do for survival in every realm of, of where Israelites are, from you a street thug to, to a, a, a Columbia University um, um, uh, Rhodes Scholar recipient. It's all contrary to the Lord. It's all contrary to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All of it. Reading on. Leviticus chapter 26 and 41 reads, And that I also have walked contrary unto them. And that and God have, didn't walk contrary to us, that, that God didn't make those things happen. That was us in our own wisdom. That was us in our own power. That had nothing to do with God. Uh, uh, for everything we want to attribute, uh, well, if I got this, God must have gave it. No. When God gives, he gave us the land of Israel. When God blesses something, he gives us the land of Israel, and we don't pay taxes. We get paid tributes. It's not God giving you the tax return. That's contrary. That's not admitting how, what we've done against God, that we got kicked out of his land. We're still trying to make it smooth and easy. And I say, well, at least I say God... At least I said God gave me this. I try, I try to acknowledge God in everything. No, we don't. No, not the way God wants to be acknowledged. God wants us to acknowledge the trespasses and the sins of ourselves and our foreparents. And when I say foreparents, our parents, the generation before us. That everything we followed, we have been wrong. And until we get to that point, Christ ain't coming. We're not going back home yet. The opportunity is there. Oh, it's there. But now we're reading about the conditions that we got to fill out of the contract we made with God. Reading on. Con, Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 41 reads, and that I also have walked contrary unto them 
and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled, and they then accept of the punishment of their iniquity. It says our, our, uncircumcised, our, our uncircumcised hearts have to be humbled. We got to admit that God brought us to the land of our enemies. He didn't bring us here to prosper, become moguls, to become, to become uh, uh, to enjoy all, uh, all that life has to give here in America. We have to confess that the Lord God has brought us to the land of our enemies. This is not the promised land. I don't care how much acres you got. I don't care how much uh, organic food you eat. How much spring water you get from Whole Foods. We have to confess that we're in the land of our enemies. God brought us here. This is not the God bless America. Let no, we're in the land of our enemies because we have messed up with the Lord our God. And for everything we followed has been contrary to him. And if we then accept of the punishment of our iniquity, we have to accept that everything we've gone through was a result of our punishment. We're not the victims. All this happened to us. It wasn't God's fault that this happened. All this happened to us because we, while we were in the promised land, went away from God in the promised land. And now God finally had to bring us to the land of our enemies because we are that hard-headed, hard-hearted. Wanting to be given to our own imagination, our own thoughts. And because I saw my parents do it, I saw their generation do it, I don't see what's wrong with it. And God is like, cool, you keep sitting there and, 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 and going through the shit you're going through, and keep thinking that what you're doing ain't, ain't that bad. And as long as your, your parents accept it or your generation accepts it, keep thinking that and see if I can come get y'all the niggas yet. Keep reading. Verse 42, then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember and I will remember the land. That's when God says that's when he's going to finally remember the covenant. That's when he's going to finally remember the covenant when we accept of the punishment of our iniquity, when our uncircumcised hearts be humble. When we confess that God brought us to the land of our enemies, when we confess that we have walked contrary unto God, and that God has walked contrary to us, and that for everybody we've looked up to and made sentimental and, 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 and we're following, we were wrong and they were wrong. Those things were accomplished. That's when God says, then, why well, remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac. And my covenant with Abraham, well, I remember. And then I'll remember the land. Oh, yeah. This is the, the, the land of Israel? The promised land? From the, 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 the great river of Egypt? All up to the Euphrates? Oh, yeah. The fertile crescent? Oh, yeah. 
that does belong to y'all. But until then, oh, food prices are getting worse and worse? Okay. The, the government assistance is being cut off? Okay. Gas prices are shooting through the roof. Okay. Oh, the Asian bird flu is killing eggs. Oh, a gallon of water is five bucks. Okay. And y'all still don't want to admit? Y'all still don't want to confess? Oh, y'all got another plan still. Y'all going to pull y'all resources together to go get your own land. Oh, that, that's how you're going to escape it. You're going to leave the city and go get your own land. That's your plan? Hey, nigga, have you noticed that I've, I've had a drought over the all of America for the past, like, you know, eight years? Reading on. Con. Uh, Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 43. The land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths while she lieth desolate without them. That the, land, that the land of Israel, the promised land, has been resting since we have been kicked up out of the land. The land has been resting. Why? Go ahead. <clears throat> um, and they shall... Ex- oh. Let me start it from the top again. Yeah. Con. Uh, the land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths while she lieth desolate without them. They shall accept of the punishment of their iniquity because even because they despised my judgments and because their soul abhorred my statutes. We have to confess this, not just, okay, I'll stop eating pork. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I want you the most shrimp, crab, or lobster. No, we have to confess that we have we abhorred God as a nation. We don't have nothing to do with his 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 statutes, his judgments, his opinion. This is what the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, this is what we had to confess. Reading on. Con, 44. And yet, for all that, when they be in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away, neither will I abhor them to destroy them utterly and to break my covenant with them, for I am the Lord their God. But I will, for their sakes, remember the covenant of their ancestors, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the heathen, that I might be their God. I am the Lord. These are the statutes and judgments and laws which the Lord made between him and the children of Israel in Mount Sinai by the hand of Moses. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. There's a lot of things that we as Israelites got to do as we wake up. There's a lot of examining that we got to do. And and this is why it's so important that, yes, we do wake up the 12 lost tribes of the nation of Israel to the nationality. But then after waking up to your nationality, we got to get you doing some confessing. 
we gotta get to doing some 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 accepting of the punishments that we that we're going through. Not trying to run and, and outrun it, outthink it, outslick it. We gotta accept and confess a lot of things that we've been doing wrong. From there, let's go to for the last one for, for today. So let's get Romans chapter I believe it's verse chapter ten. Yeah, Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. Come on. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10 reads, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I mean, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We have to confess. The nation of Israel has to confess. Keep reading. Con, verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Be not. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Hey, talk about all the nation of Israel. Whether we call ourselves Greeks at this time or we call ourselves Jews, Israelites, the nation of Israel has got to come together to confess our sins. That's what we got to do before the Most High is going to remember his covenant. So we can try and move back to Israel all we want to because we, we, we got the finances and, and we, we, we came up with a, uh, a plan to go ahead and move back to Israel. All right, cool, good job, you did that. But even though you're there, God ain't there. We're, not, we're in Israel not, not, not being afforded the protection of, of, of God. Well, in Israel. Cool, you moved out of America. Okay. You still ain't confessed. We still ain't confessed. We still haven't accepted as a punishment of our iniquity. We're still confessing the trespasses of, of ourselves and our fathers. We're still trying to point the finger at somebody else that's still not my fault. It ain't my fault. It's their fault. I'm doing everything right. It's them niggas that's keeping me down here. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. We have to confess our faults. We have to take accountability that we brought this punishment upon ourselves. This is what we got to do if the nation of Israel wants to be saved. And, again, we have the whole book of Judges to go and see that that is what it took for us to be delivered out of any captivity we was ever in before. And one thing that we, the nation of Israel, has not done since we were kicked out of the promised land in, in 722 B.C., since we left the promised land in 333 B.C., uh, under the Greeks And since we were kicked out of the nation of Israel In 70 AD We have not come back together as Israelites And confessed our sins Our trespasses And the land of our enemies That we've done to the Lord our God But we damn sure have gotten together To join a, a union We've damn sure got together And trying to protest 
we've damn sure got together and tried to come up with some some uh, entrepreneurial uh, get rich program. We got together and built schools. I ain't talking about schools teaching the Bible. I'm talking about we built public schools to excel in America, not to excel with God, but to excel in America. Charter schools, private schools, homeschooling. Also, we can make it here in America, but not that we might get closer to God. Not that we might now start understanding what we were doing against God as a nation and now what we got to do as a nation. We ain't done that. We have not done that. And until then, we're going to be suffering a long time. So with that, Brother Gabbard, I, I, I know you uh, think there's a minute today. I hope the most I uh, bring that through for you. Um, but for what you did catch, um, any insight, any any um, anything that, that, that stood out for anything we, we went over that you, you'd like to share, please take some time. Time. Um, just just in just what what you just left off of uh, us confessing and you saying that it, we're we're going to suffer for a long time. Because I personally, when I look at our people as a nation, comparing them to what we need to do in the scriptures in order for the Heavenly Father to come get us and take us home, the only thing that I've seen us confess, wickedness and, the, and to idols. You know, basically, the, the, our, our conversation as a nation of people is about who the GOAT is, <laughs> who, the, who, the, who the best basketball player <laughs> is, God. who's got the, who's, you know, all of these idols. Because I, I, I actually started to ask you, is, is one of the idols, the, 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 the idol worship that the Heavenly Father commands us not to do or the graven images that we have made does does uh, uh, the goat is is the goat included in that is 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 the goat of who's the best rapper <laughs> included top five. Top, top, five. top five I mean as a nation we're, we're not we're not even we're not even close to acknowledging we're 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 so busy trying to survive in a place that we're supposed to be preparing and 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 confessing and and praying to the to the heavenly father and changing our ways so that he could come get us out of here Time. and and i'm in i'm in i'm in total agreement with you with <laughs> with what I see, we gonna be here. We we still got a long way, long way to go. I mean, we 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 still confess how we want to keep doing wickedness. I mean, the latest song is "Somebody Roll the Weed." <laughs> I want to get higher than a right. I mean, <laughs> that's going viral as a nation. <laughs> And, and you know, <laughs> in agreement with you, the mentality that we take that that we take, even as Israelites, is okay. Um, don't talk no shit, won't be no shit. Right. 
You don't bring you don't bring my stuff out. I won't bring your stuff out. Oh, oh, uh, uh, those that live in glass houses shouldn't be throwing no rocks. Right. Then every time we start, you know, we start going through scriptures, um, we, uh, or somebody's being shown about themselves, they got to make sure now they they point the finger. No, you can't point at me. Look at you. But what about what you do? What about what you do? What about what you do? That it becomes that back and forth and that debate with all that. But it don't just be, uh, you know, like the parable that Christ gave of the sin, the publican and the sinner. They both was in, was in the, the synagogue and in, in, in the temple. Uh, and the publican was there. I fast twice a day, I, I, uh, twice a week. I pay my tithes. I do this. And he just gave him a long ass laundry list of just how great and how good and how righteous he is. Right. And he's he, he going to say, at least I'm not like this nigga or like this, 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 uh, uh, this, this sinner. And then it says, all the sinner said was, I'm a sinner. Father, please forgive me. We still be, we very much as Israelites, knowing that we Israelites, we very much be on that public intent that we think it's about I got to point out your wickedness. I got to point out what you're doing wrong. I got I to gotta make you feel bad. And it's not about the things that I've done. I'm going to point out everybody else's stuff, and I'm not going to look at what I do against the Most High, where I piss the Most High off. It's, well, 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 what about that ain't fair. You going to just bring my stuff out? What about your stuff? Instead of us coming together as a nation and confessing all that we've done wrong to the Father. <laughs> together. I got to confess what I've done wrong. You got to confess what you've done wrong. But if we, 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 really, we really be stuck in this, I'm not going to let you tear me down, rip me down, put me down. I'm going to come back now. I'm going to tell you about yourself, see how you like it. It's never about getting to the point where we're confessing, this is the things I've done wrong against God, and this is what the influence I was following when I did this wrong, and that I've been wrong. It's never that. It's never that. And until the nation gets to that point, well, I'll say it like this. There's 144,000 men that are getting there. Don't know who they are. There's 144,000 men that are getting there, according to Revelation chapter 7. And once that number is filled, the Lord does say two-thirds of Israelites got to die. Ezekiel chapter 9 is still written in the Bible. Amos chapter 9, all the sinners of my people got to die. They say the evil ain't going to touch us. They just, they, 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 two-thirds of, 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 of niggas, Israelites, have got to die. And we just saying we keep bullshitting and thinking about, no, I ain't that bad. You ain't let you, I ain't going to let you tear me down. I ain't going to let you tell me about me unless I tell you about you. Nah, to hell with that. We can keep that game going. We really can't keep that game going. And not repenting. 104,000 men are getting the act together. And when that number sealed, just like when Noah was in the ark, that the time came, Noah entered into the ark, the most I closed the door. That was it. It was done. The ark is being built while we're sitting here bullshitting. 
But we still thinking about I ain't, I ain't gonna let nobody tell me about myself. I ain't gonna let you put me down. I, we can think all that. Cool. I ain't gonna let you look. Uh, I, I'll give right with you. I, I don't even know who I want to be is like because I see how y'all be acting. Okay, okay. so you, you don't want to read the Bible? You don't want to follow the Bible because of how you see others act? You, I don't suggest you think that way, but if that's what you're going to think, there's 140,000 men getting right. the act together. You're making me think about the, the song. What was the song? Ain't nobody going to break my stride. Nobody going to hold me down. Oh, no. I got I this got to keep from on <laughs> That's where we at. Tit for tat. Instead, instead of being taken humble, instead of taken right. low, again, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Christ said, learn of me, take my yoke upon you. I am meek and lowly of mind, and you will find rest into your souls. No, nope, I ain't going to let anybody get the best of me. I ain't going to let tell me nothing. No, I got to prove. I got wisdom. I got I, I got something. And look, if you can follow what you want to follow, I can follow what I want to follow. That's what got kicked us about the promised land in the first place. I ain't going to let you punk me. Okay, so the scripture says we're fools for Christ's sake. Nope, to hell with that. I ain't gonna let you get think you getting over on me. Mama said, "Don't let nobody play you for a fool." Okay, ain't that the iniquity of your fathers that God was just talking about? <laughs> it's because it doesn't say that in the scripture. That definitely is an opinion, <laughs> whether it was your mother or whoever you accepted the opinion from. You know. Cool, bro. Um, if you, you got nothing else, brother, I'm, I'm gonna uh, we gonna wrap this one up. Okay. Con, and... I'm, I'm. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm good. I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay, yeah. we, we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, tomorrow, I'm probably gonna have to push the class back to about. Well, because I've, uh, I've got a, a eye appointment tomorrow morning. No, no tomorrow's Tuesday. So tomorrow's uh, time's a pause. Tomorrow's time's about Tuesday. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we good. No, we good. It's tomorrow's time's about Tuesday, and uh, we'll come back Wednesday. We'll come back Wednesday at the same time. Time. Cool. Brothers and sisters, thank you all for joining in. Uh, remember, tonight um, is the second night of Purim. Tonight is the second night of Purim. Um, it, it, it is a, 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 a celebration uh, for the Lord, again, delivering the Israelites out of the uh, uh, destruction and the, the, the mandated death that was supposed to hit all the Jews during the time of the Persian uh, Empire. Uh, but the Lord turned it uh, on our enemies uh, because we came back together. I need to read that story. That would have been good to do. Brothers and sisters, go back and read Esther chapter 9, eight, uh, uh, eight, Esther chapter 7, 8, and 9. And read about how the Lord delivered the Israelites. Once we came together, we had to fast. We had to fast. We had to pray. We had to confess. And in doing so, the Most High worked with uh, uh, with Esther um, and turned where they were going to destroy us. They got flipped against our enemies, and and they got wound up getting destroyed. 
But look, go and read about what the Israelites had to do in order for salvation to come, in order to be saved from from certain destruction, from certain death. Go read how the Lord, how the Lord, our God had to deliver us. But what we had to do as Israelites to get salvation at that time, to be delivered from death at that time. That's in Esther, chapter seven, eight, and nine. Go back and read it. Tonight is the second second day up for him, uh, second sunset. Um, it's not. It's not again. It's not a Leviticus twenty three Sabbath. It's not a Leviticus chapter twenty three um, uh, Sabbath or what have you. But it's an observance of um, what the Lord did for us uh, during the time of the Persian Media Empire. And then again uh, next month, uh, April ninth. Uh, Easter, April 9th, we have the Passover in Northern Virginia. And then we also have the, um, uh, uh, at the event center here in San Antonio, April 6th, um, there'll be a, a Passover observance April 6th, the actual day of the Passover. Uh, April 6th at the event center here in San Antonio. And then on May 6th, um, the Sword of Truth, we'll be having um, the second Passover, May 6th, uh, here in San Antonio as well. For those who might not be able to make it to the Passover uh, congregation or, or meal that will be held in Norfolk, Virginia. All right. So with that, uh, well, uh, my name is Mashaba. My name is Akawa. And with that, we would like to say shalom. Shalom. Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one.